years of my life right I think that's a big statement (laughs) right but this year has been so shit that I think everybody needs to just start thinking like we can only go up from here or we go so far down more so (laughs) no (laughs) I mean I'm sure that a lot of you have been working on self-improvement in between, you know, the binge drinking and binge watching. You know what? Fuck. Somewhere in there, you're like... No, fuck self-care. Not. I've been doing that for six months. <laughs> I'm <laughs> done. I'm done with the self-care shit. It's time <laughs> to go back to when I hated myself in public. And Well, the thing is, is like, for me at least, I'll go through like the week of like just self-loathing and then like on on a Monday I'm like today I'm loving myself again until I like wear myself <laughs> gradually down but seriously that's been one of the things that's been getting me through lately is thinking like when everything can be done again I will do it like I, I'll never make excuses anymore I'm just gonna live life to the fullest I love that attitude yo I'm supposed to be the non-cynical one I'm supposed to be the happy-go-lucky one uh, this quarantine has worn me down, and the person inside is scary. This isn't like a call for help. I'm totally fine. <laughs> so I blinked twice. I was, uh, my birthday was, I don't know when this will be released, but uh, it was a couple days ago from when we're recording, and I texted someone, and I was like, I think I even told you, and I'm um, was like, you know, my birthday, it's just a reminder that I will die soon. This is just one step closer to to my dying age. Um, and I, t- I texted a friend, and I was like, isn't life just full of distractions until we die? Isn't life just a coping mechanism for, you know, the fact that we will perish? And on that note, <laughs> this is Young, Willing, Eager. I'm Victoria Della Concha. And I'm Zoe Mann. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we are going to create a television show idea in just 10 fucking minutes. And we're just going to use online generators. And the one that I have is start a scene improv generator. So it's going to give us a sentence and an emotion that we're going to use. And so our line is... Is that a ghost? And the emotion? (laughs) Depressed. (laughs) How fitting. Thinking about death and being depressed. Depends on the ghost. Uh, the genre is steampunk. Man. Ghost? Steampunk? Is that a ghost? And you're depressed. Um... Maybe it's a ghost. Oh, so maybe kids are usually like a Ouija board and they want to um, call the ghost of a famous person. 
and they end up getting another famous person who's super lame. Oh. I don't know if that's like depressed, depressed, but I guess that's more like disappointed, but. But like the ghost who is super lame and has let down people can kind of like coach this person who feels like they've let down others all throughout their life either to do better than they had in their living years or just to embrace kind of like doing you and not living for other people's validation all right so like what nixon like the president (laughs) no the the animated mouse who, who lives in my house. <laughs> I don't know shit about Nixon other than he was bad. <laughs> yes, he was. Um, I don't know why. Well, it's steampunk, so let's come up with, like, a Victorian age person. Yeah, we could just make them up. That's true. That's true. All right, cause I, don't, I don't know Victorian celebrities, but... Oh, you're not up to date? <laughs> yeah, um, you have to change I your name. That you, you can't be named Victoria then. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm Paul now. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So the ghost is Paul. Paul, and he was. Uh, what, what are they called? Did they have movies back then? They were like the silver screen talkies. No. <laughs> no, that wasn't invented yet. No. What do they have in the Victorian age so they could be famous? He could be an actor. He could be a stage guy. Drama. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was... I feel like there has to be one person who's real. Like, maybe they're trying to get the ghost of, like, Oscar Wilde. I don't know if he... That's not Victorian, is it? Now I'm confused. Oh, it's 8.52 on a Monday. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything. Okay, let's just do Paul. He... Or they were trying to get a famous actor themselves. Someone is this who's like more present insane. day? Like these kids are like twenty twenty. Oh, children. I thought it, this was gonna be in like Victorian age. We have to make it steampunk somehow. Well, steampunk just means it's a type of aesthetic, and um, steampunk could be in the future. Like say. This year, even though I was being super positive before, say 2020 starts a fucking apocalypse, and then we all have to start over from scratch, this very well could take place in a steampunk um, apocalypse society in the year 2025. Maybe, like, coronavirus turns into a person. (laughs) Like a monster. (laughs) Wait, I'm so sorry. Side note, um... There's some, someone sent me a YA romantic novel. Actually, it's not a YA novel. It's just a romantic novel about someone who falls in love with COVID, who's a person. Guillotine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just kill me. Uh, not COVID, like, just because the idea is <laughs> so no, horrifying. Kill me, COVID daddy. <laughs> no! No! Joke me! No! Tragedy plus time, Victoria! There's not not enough time has elapsed! <laughs> um, tell that to the person who wrote a whole story about it. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, let's call it, like, COVID me daddy. Um... <laughs> So COVID has turned into a monster and then everybody, and now we live in like a steampunk aesthetic kind of world, defeating these like zombies that COVID has, has turned, like maybe COVID has turned 
oh my god this is so scary to people into zombies <laughs> and so we have to fight against them but we're like all steampunk with the goggles and the and the, and the machines and uh they're these kids now this is like 20 years later we're still fighting them and the kids are like let's do a ouija board while we're in the bunker bunker times hashtag 2040 <laughs> and uh they're like let's get like the ghost of uh um i don't know tupac I don't know. Someone fun. Yeah, that someone would be cool. more modern. Fuck Paul. Yeah, fuck Paul. Like, a cool celebrity they would want to talk to. And Ugh. then they're like, that's not Tupac. It's... Uh... It's Paul. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Paul's just, back, baby. Paul's back and ready as ever. And Paul's, like, super boring. You know, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck. We get this boring yeah. asshole. But then he ends up giving the kids... The cure. <laughs> this just went off the fucking rails. I'm digging it. <laughs> he invents the vaccine for the zombies. The ghost invents the vaccine. Um, it's not the ghost. It's Paul. It's Paul. <laughs> and Paul knows no limits other than you know, while Paul was living, he always doubted himself. <laughs> now that he's dead, he's super confident. He's been watching the YouTube with the kids. <laughs> learning how to make scientific concoctions impossible to man his mom always it's... told him he was a disappointment right and he's like now nah, I'm a ghost my plasm heals the zombies I love it okay so we got Paul I, I see like a group of like three kids like what are you thinking for the kids um the kids probably wouldn't know who Tupac is side note <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> but um, maybe they're trying to conjure like Miley Cyrus or like who's who's more relevant? Is she dead? It's on the Disney Channel these days. Zendaya. We're killing off Zendaya. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah, she she would honestly live. Honestly, I want her to be a cameo. If anything, she would totally be like badass killing zombies. She would save the kids at one point. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Maybe she's like the older sister of one of them. I would want Zendaya to be part of this project. Yeah, yeah, I think she would want this. Okay, let's this kill off Miley Cyrus then. All right, so um, <laughs> it's the kids, and one of them is like the science one who's actually like going to make the vaccine with the ghosts guiding them. One of them is, you know, the the one who's filled with self-doubt that Paul sees himself. The last one it feels, you know, insecure because Zendaya is her older sister. Yeah, and she's like total boy crazy, so maybe she falls for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a... <laughs> inter-death yeah. life relationship. I don't think Paul would love her back, like, because Paul's, like, an adult. Paul's like, please stop nope. being in Paul's love with me. Paul's a pedophile now. No! Paul, <laughs> he saves the earth! We can't make yeah, him a Yeah, we don't pedo. want Paul to be a pedo. Is it pedo or pedo? I always thought it was pedo. Oh, I say pedo, but I'm also an idiot, so then... <laughs> Tomato, tomato, pedo, pedo! Pedo, pedo... <laughs> Either way, that's not who Paul is. Apologies. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's got a crush on him. She hasn't seen many uh, living humans. 
<laughs> Everybody's all zombie out. Yeah, they're all a like ghost a is honestly a step up from a zombie, so I get it. Yeah. All right, we got a minute 30. Should we start rounding off some titles? Are we missing anything? I guess, like, oh, the plot. Um, is, <laughs> is that... No, we didn't need that. It's. I guess it's just them trying to figure out, like, they're living in this post-apocalyptic world, trying to live... They do this Ouija board because the Ouija board is... They find it, and they don't even know what a Ouija board is, so they just want to have some fun. Um, right. The ghost appears. They're like, oh, wait, we wanted Miley Cyrus. This sucks. And Paul's like, yeah, whatever. Like, this sucks, too, because I'm a ghost. Uh, and they discover, because they've been trying, like, experimenting, like, the science kid with, like, possible vaccines. And Paul's like, I remember this from school, and helps them out. And so, okay, so the need is to save the world, you yes. know, reverse the zombieism. But the want is for them to all um, <laughs> be coming friends. of age story. <laughs> They're trying to find themselves in a world that makes no sense. Yes, yes. Love it. Let's name it. Um, COVID me daddy. <laughs> is that <laughs> off the table? <laughs> Paul the pedo. Pedo, pedo Paul. <laughs> no, we have <laughs> to like respect that Paul. Sunny, that always sunny episode where he's like, we're not going to diddle your kids. <laughs> Is that the pageant one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Color me COVID. <laughs> Steam funk. In a steam funk. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I see there's like the tagline. Yeah. We're just in a steam funk. Um, steam corona corona punk. Uh, corona Paul. That's what they named the vaccine. <laughs> um... Paul, Paul saved us. <laughs> Just give away the whole season. <laughs> That's it. The whole season, Paul will save us. They all live in the end. And I feel like each episode will, like, they're, because they're, like, going to, like, bunker school and, like, they're just trying to be teenagers or bunker young, young kids. Bunker school. Yeah. That could be the name of it. And maybe, like, in this po- post-apocalyptic world, like, when they go to school, they, like, focus on something, like, really early on. So they're all science people. And they go to, like, just one school just for science kids, and they all live together. <laughs> Sounds like my nightmare. I'd be, like, that really dumb kid that gets sent off to the colonies because I can't do basic math. <laughs> well, no, you could be in the in the writing bunker. <laughs> or the, in... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's a real value in the apocalyptic future. <laughs> We need a screenplay stat on coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, bunker school. Love it. Let's make it. Awesome. Uh, this got a little too real. It's the first time we've made a, a COVID-themed podcast. But, you know, we have been living in this for months and months and months. It was bound to happen. And many more. <laughs> Jeffy. Woo! All right. Stay tuned, friends.
Can you guys t tell me how to use Audacity later? Because it won't. It's not using on my computer anymore, and I want to know how it works. Oh, sure. oh, it's the easiest one, so you got it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm an asshole and stupid when it comes to audio stuff. So if I can figure it out, you for sure can figure it. Out. Can you start it? Can you start this segment right on that? We have a very special guest today. We're already laughing and having a grand old time. Uh, we have an old friend of mine. Uh, he's a hilariously talented actor, writer, singer, a ukulele player, and the only person I know who is allergic to eggs. Ephraim Bernie. Oh Thank my God. <laughs> Wow, that's the only thing I'm going to remember from the introduction, well, too. Now you're just, well, here's the thing, right? Since you, this is how long it's been, I have, I can now eat eggs. They've, holy <laughs> shit. Don't you look like a fool now, Zoe? Which is, which is crazy because they're still telling me I can't, but I went ahead and ate them anyway. So I don't know what to believe. Wait, do you eat eggs like do you eat eggs like raw or, or like in like a cookie or something? I crack an egg shell and just put it in my mouth. <laughs> you pull a Rocky, you put it in a blender and then you just drink it. <laughs> Get strong. No, I can have like scrambled eggs and stuff now. Oh my it's God. It's, it's such character growth. And besides right? my moral character. Okay, one that. question. Is it what you thought it was gonna be? No, I hate them. <laughs> What? It's so disappointing. They don't taste at all like what I thought they would taste like. What did you think like. they were going to taste like? I thought they would be really salty and kind of creamy. <laughs> well, you can make you them can make salty eggs, creamy. Those things. Yeah. I can make them like that, but I wanted it to just be like, it tastes like, it tastes like paste. They taste like nothing. Wow. I know this is a already a controversial statement. Hottest take. Wow. <laughs> Have you ever had like a fried egg, a poached egg? I haven't ever had a poached egg. I have had fried eggs. I've had scrambled eggs. I've had an egg McMuffin now. Good. Crazy. I'm that just very good. happy for you. Even though you don't like eggs, at least you get to try them and know. <laughs> I get to, yeah, I get to in, know what everybody else is doing. Wow. All right. So anyway, <laughs> for our listeners, just to give a little context to this. They went to high school together. Oh, so yeah. it's been quite a bit of time since then. Hence the, you know, I've changed. Zoe, I've changed. I can have eggs now <laughs> kind of conversation we're having. It's all that's changed though. That's the only, everything oh. else. I'm still, I'm still 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a vampire. Uh, I would believe that. I mean, I recognize that wallpaper. Still yeah, sad. you know this wallpaper. Yeah. And then I have I an ego main. Well, nobody's gonna recognize see this because it's all audio. <laughs> I have a picture of myself here now. Oh, well, that's you. Then I oh. stole this from outside a theater. I, they said what I show is that? As, as long as it was the last day and nobody knew I was taking it. <laughs> Just like throw a brick at the glass and rip out the poster. <laughs> so anyway, I said that you know you're an actor, writer, you're all these things. What do you most, like, what would you say you are out of all those things first? Uh, uh, depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I always thought of myself, and I'm sure, Zoe, you probably thought of yourself like this, at least in high school, as, like, actor first, everything else second. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I realized that nobody wanted to hire me as an actor. <laughs> yeah. No, I... 
I've been I've been good. I've 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 done like a lot of I've done a lot of theater. I've done some tiny parts in, in shows and, and whatnot. But right now it, it seems that I'm much more of a writer because that is something I can control. I think that's what I would say. Oh no, I feel the same way. You know, mm-hmm. I mean you definitely tried the acting stuff more than me which I didn't really at all but uh you know with writing you get to kind of control what you're acting in and like you're you get to like you know this is who I am you get to present yourself instead of just going on like auditions and getting like a shitty role where you feel yeah horrible I've I can here's the thing and y'all you probably know this too I feel much more hurt when I don't get an acting a writing thing than with an acting thing because because of that because it is me as opposed to me going into an acting thing and being like, yeah, I get it. I'm not tall enough for this part or something. Yeah. I know so, it's horrible. I it's just like... always lie to myself and I'm like, they don't get it. <laughs> they don't understand me. I'm too advanced right now. For <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I got that, that note saying too many dick jokes, it was purely because I was just too advanced. <laughs> obviously hitting a sensitive spot for the reader. <laughs> Well, yeah. So are you, what are you writing right now? Right now I've got a couple, I've, I've weirdly kind of fallen down this rabbit hole of animated, of animated scripts and, and <laughs> things for animation. Love uh, Victoria, I, I that, oh, <laughs> did that, are you working on that too? Is that exciting yes. or no? <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote a yeah. draft of a animated children's feature. So I'm okay. like, zoned in i also used to work for nickelodeon so i'm like oh, animation awesome. just fills my heart with happiness what are you doing in that so, that's uh, so right now i'm um i'm working with uh i i'm with an animation company right now um and i've got uh, a script over there about monsters they don't want me to talk too much about it but that's uh, big enough i yeah. love it are they um and then i have a thing that i I'm actually really kind of into, um, and I've been writing, I've been trying to, it's a new thing, um, it, but it's called, I'm calling it Turtleneck Sweater Girl. Um, <laughs> Tell me more. Um, and my idea behind it is that she's, I, she finds out that she, it's this girl, and she finds out that she is a character in a dating simulator, but it's on the hardest difficulty. Um, so okay. she is the hardest level of it. So because she's, she's so introverted boss. and she yeah and she doesn't want to and, and she find she starts working with the person playing the game to get her uh you know a boyfriend or a girlfriend or just confidence I don't oh, I like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> dude that's gonna really take off I feel like everybody's just like is it me am I the one and then like I love how in her universe she's like oh wait I actually am designed to be the one who's like the problem but uh-huh. has to overcome it anyway. Are yeah. you gonna sing the song too? The best time to wear. A... Oh, it's striped sweater. I thought it was turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, never mind. mind. <laughs> Literally in my head, I was like, "That's the song, right?" And then I start singing it, and now I'm a fool. <laughs> no, no, I think that's. Uh, I'm just gonna write that down. Uh... <laughs> well, no. Wow. <laughs> um, to our viewers, he didn't write it down. <laughs> I know I'm doing strictly visual gags on this podcast. <laughs> we'll just translate it later. Yeah. Um, what else are you very passionate about right now besides animation? 
besides animation, um, what am I super really passionate about? Um, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, well, this might just be because uh, we were watching my octopus teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm really into like, like nature documentaries right now. And I love seeing, especially like the ocean and fish just totally boggles my mind a little right? bit. Because I keep thinking, right? What like people must have what like for most of human history, like the ocean must have just been this thing that nobody ever really got past like the first couple of steps into. And then like think if that was discovered now. Like if you discovered like you could go into a cave and there's just this weird shit forever. <laughs> Imagine seeing a fish for the first time. Yeah, well exactly, right? Like you're like, what the fuck is this? What is this? It's like a rock that lives. I mean, I love the ocean, but just thinking about what's like in the parts that we haven't mm -hmm. discovered is like, yeah. oh my god, like dinosaurs are probably still real. We just haven't found a way to find them yet. A uh, yeah. monster? That should obviously. Right? Yeah. Uh, wait, I wait, always my thought it was really teacher... small. Oh, the little, like a little guy. Uh huh. And maybe he can get fingers. I don't know. <laughs> you want one as a pet now? Oh. Wait, my octopus teacher. I haven't seen it yet, but everyone's talking about it. To me, does he have sex with an octopus? No. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. That's what someone told me. <laughs> Jazz music stops playing. <laughs> Is that wrong? That's what I thought it was. I mean, like, I haven't finished it yet, so maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, okay, wait. I'm sorry. This is a nature documentary? Yeah. I'm pretty like, sure it's not going to go down the route of bestiality. I having a relationship with an octopus. It was like... It's like, no, it's like this filmmaker and he gets really bummed out or whatever because he's... It, his film career isn't going how he wants to wants it to go, just like every one of us. But um, he starts going on deep sea dives at like a beach where he was younger, I think. And he like meets this octopus there and it like remembers him and like he keeps coming back and hanging out with it and he learns to be a better person from it. Aw. Okay. <laughs> so it's like kind of boring, but whatever. <laughs> kind of boring, um, but you know, I haven't finished it. So maybe maybe he does have sex with the octopus. Yeah, well. Maybe at the end. <laughs> <laughs> only after they get married, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what God would have wanted. That's, that's the only way I will watch this. And I, <laughs> I mean the only way. <laughs> you want them to get married. <laughs> It's, what a trip. it's like Ross and Rachel. They're a will they, won't they sort of thing. <laughs> We're on a break. He like comes back after a really long time. <laughs> so lesson to everybody listening. If you're feeling like you're not doing well in your creative career, just find an octopus and fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or at least have a conversation first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, consent matters across <laughs> all species. Oh my God. It's true. It's true. So I don't, that's what I you're think, passionate about. That's been my pet is octopus fucking right now. That's really <laughs> what gets me going. <laughs> oh my god. No, I saw a picture of David Attenborough the other day. Mm -hmm. He is the oldest crustiest like motherfucker. I was gonna say not doing well. No, he looks horrible, but his voice is still there. So that's good. I don't know. I don't again being controversial statements here. I feel like I can feel that he's not into it anymore. Oh my God. <laughs>
<laughs> so going back to acting, are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to break that one down. Sorry. <laughs> don't want to get like a cease and desist from David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, I I don't want to get sued because I need money. I don't need money. Um, I'll sue him first. Uh, but are you acting right now? Are you doing like any readings? <laughs> yeah, well, I was doing, I've been doing... Um, uh, yesterday, I did a reading for uh, a pilot that a friend of mine was putting together where he's kind of making uh, King Arthur, like Arthurian legend, but he's making it kind of modern and they, they talk and they swear and they, they run around and, and, you know, say all the, say all the things that we're thinking. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, like the, the big thing is I'm doing this play again with my dad. Oh, awesome. um, that I did, I did this over the last summer. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it was, well, not this summer, but the summer before when we could, were alive. <laughs> um, so I'm doing this play and the plan is to do it again sometime in maybe like late winter or early spring of next year, but it'll be, it's kind of weird how they're planning on doing theater again. <laughs> And it seems really soon that they would do that. <laughs> and this is in New York? It wouldn't be in New York. It would be in Massachusetts. The idea was to go out there and then bring it to New York. Wow. So they're going to start it. That's crazy. They're like, it seems like they have high hopes out there. Also, I, Zoe, you might have, I remember, maybe I've told you about this play. Um, it's, it's very sad, but whenever I describe it, people laugh at it. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> where it's, I play a character who doesn't have eyes or hands. Okay. But he thinks that he does. Oh, because he can't see. He can't see. But so he, he just thinks he has hands? No, he's convinced that he can see his hands is the idea. Oh. He's got like such post-traumatic stress coming from having lost his eyes and hands that he's imagined a world for himself where he can and does indeed have eyes and hands. Wow, um, lots to unpack there. Lots to unpack there. Uh, you know, a real, a real uh, knee slapper. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so how do you get into the mind frame to play a character that has no eyes or hands? Well, that's the tricky thing, right? Is because he doesn't think that he doesn't have eyes or hands. So you already are there. So I can usually act kind of the way I would normally, but you also, whenever you're in a scene with someone, it's just a two-man play. It's me and my dad, uh, which is a nightmare <laughs> just in general. Because he's, he's really good and it's scary to be up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, not that I, no, I, I love my dad. <laughs> it's okay if you don't. I'm here. Cry it yeah, out. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, protecting me. This safe <laughs> um, <clears throat> Whenever you're in a scene with the other actor on st stage, I have to, like, kind of not know where he is and kind of track, pretend like I'm tracking him with, by hearing him, and I just keep my hands in my pockets all the time. Oh, because you don't have hands. Okay. Uh huh. So it's it's kind of lame, but my no. technique is there. But uh, the, I promise the, I I'll talk it. I I will talk it up. It's actually a really beautiful play. No, it sounds give powerful. Us, give us the name. And... Chester Bailey, and I am the titular Chester. Nice. No, it yeah. sounds powerful. I think when you first explain it, when you say no eyes and hands, 
people, an, you know, they're like, ah, you know. Yeah, it's extreme, but it sounds really great. Like if you if you were pitching that in one of my classes, I might <laughs> chuckle at first, but then I'll be like, this is really great at the end, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. but that's kind of, I think what we want people to be doing. <laughs> no, it sounds great. Like when you're <laughs> writing, you always gotta have a hook and yeah, that's a pretty strong hook. Like, okay, no hands, no eyes, but thinks he does. Where is this going? So Chester Bailey was a regular kid in <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, until one day <laughs> he cut his hands off. <laughs> it's bad. It's not good. No, well, but you're saying you're with you know you're acting with your dad, yeah, and you come from this family of actors. Um, like, just how does it feel just to be on stage with your dad? Like, I mean, I'm sure it's good feelings, but <laughs> well, <laughs> it's more about that. No, it's very, it's very surreal because I had never done anything like that with him beforehand. And then to go up there and do this play, which is incredibly intense. Like he plays my psychologist. In it. Um, and so like, there's a moment in it where I, we get into a fist fight. <laughs> and we're like wrestling and I have to I have to do I have to wrestle with my real dad while pretending I don't have eyes or hands wait how do you wrestle with no throwing elbows yeah. it's a lot of elbows you're right it's a lot of a lot of that Crazy. again people can't see that but they could probably hear me falling in my chair <laughs> oh my god that must be intense. Do, do you it's have to intense. say sorry, it's... Dad? After like you're like sorry, Dad. <laughs> no, it's it's actually really you know because my my dad is is a diva <laughs> because he you know he's earned the right to be at this point. So he'll be like he's like I don't think we need to be fighting. Is he in the corner right now? <laughs> is that like yeah. <laughs> Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> he's got a gun to my head. He's like, say it's good, Chester. <laughs> say it's good, Chester. He calls me strictly Chester now. <laughs> right, you're not, you're not his son anymore. You're now Chester. He, he like, yeah. every time you come out of your room, he, like, just starts wrestling you, and he's like, he doesn't say you're, you're his son. Yeah, it's like, back. <laughs> I'm like, I, Dad, we really, I get it. I know the, I know the role now. I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So we will definitely have to link like some way to the ticket sales or whatever on youngwillingeager.com just to make sure oh, that you, you guys deserve an audience. This sounds awesome. That'd be really cool. Well, you know what you should link? If you really want to link anything, you should link the YouTube channel I do with, with Ryan. Oh, I will sure do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell us about that. Yeah. Tell us, I'll tell you about that. Oh, man. Well, we, we have a YouTube channel called Bellhop Productions where we have we it started out with us being like hopeful young chaps that'll be that's our opposite version of young willing <laughs> <laughs> young hopeful chaps <laughs> and then it's it's slowly it's slowly become us like documenting our own disillusionment with with making youtube videos well that's meta um, it's very meta we have the thing that we make on it, we have like a little web series called Straight White Guilt, um, which is about, it's me <laughs> and him. Yeah. <laughs> it's me and him talking about like our kind of takes on hot button issues, but we're so aware that nobody should ever listen to us regarding them. 
and I have, I play character on it. We like play ourselves, but I play a much crazier version of myself. <laughs> okay, um, that's always fun. <laughs> where like, I'm trying to think of like a good, a good example of um, like a take that I have. There's a whole thing where I, I think that he's, uh, uh, that he's like become a bigot because he cut his hair. <laughs> <laughs> It's like and you don't yet, have the long groovy hair anymore, man. Uh-huh, exactly. And I, I I have this, it's a whole screed that I go on against him where I'm kind of being like, I'm being persecuted by your your haircut. And then the, the punchline is it that I, I I turn on the news and I, I didn't know that Donald Trump was the president. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's what's going on. That's what's going on, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of fun uh we we make one maybe once a year now we've got a new one coming out though so we have yay. a whole lot of talking about the quarantine so oh man great <laughs> she's like yay oh. no 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 I didn't no but you guys are super funny and like you know it is kind of like you. what we're doing here just you know just trying to get by with comedy and just trying to laugh and forget you know, for a couple minutes that this is the world we live in. And yeah. that's great, you know, and Ryan's super funny too, you know. Ryan is like, Ryan is the funnier, better looking version of me, guys. <laughs> well, I, I we booked the wrong guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a straight that. man against you. I'm the, yeah, I'm the crazy one and he's the straight man yeah. a lot of the time. So, you know, I have to be, have I have to kind of be whack, whack, wacky. Yeah, that's fun. And yeah, you said so. you played up a little bit. Yeah, I I, I definitely played up a lot. How do but you like, how I'm, do you do that? Like, um, obviously acting, but like when you're <laughs> podcasting and it's really like your own opinions. Like, how do you stay in a character while still saying your own opinions? Cocaine. Um, <laughs> I kind of like. I'm sure you guys are doing it to an extent. Um, where I'm trying. I'm like, I need to just amp it up a little bit, but. I'm well, kind okay, of like so, the more like, yeah, roll with it, man, kind yeah. of person out of the two of us. <laughs> well, Zoe, then you might kind of know, like, okay, so in the our podcast, the last episode we did, we were trying to, we were trying to come in and each have like a hot take for something. And so, and his was like smoking your, smoking your meat doesn't make it taste any better. Like you shouldn't, you don't need to do it for hours and hours and hours on end. Oh, that's actually, like, yeah. That's like it was his take. My take was we need to bring back child labor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did it ever leave? <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, that's galaxy you. brain. You're one step ahead of me. <laughs> well, you know, you started this podcast with eggs don't taste good <laughs> so, I I can see so that'll be my next one that'll be my next you thing. know the smoking meat though if ryan told my extended family that they would probably hang them on a steak or something i'm sure no i've i've had people reach out to me and say that is blasphemous <laughs> they were mad about that and not the child labor thing <laughs> they're all about the sous vide and like putting meat in for like 20 hours I mean, it's good, but you could get the same result in like 45 minutes. Well, that's what he was, he was like, it really doesn't, it, it, it's not worth your time. It's not yeah. worth your time. Yeah. The thing that was really offensive, I argued that I don't think black pepper should be as popular as it is. 
I don't understand why it's with every, why you get it with every meal. You know, I, I always remember do hate black pepper because of how mm -hmm. it tastes like on pasta. We could feel the sharpness of it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is just like diving into uh, <laughs> old times. <laughs> that isn't interesting for anybody. Wow, pasta. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like black pepper. I don't have an opinion on it. <laughs> Well, you should, Victoria, now. It doesn't help my acid reflux, so I don't eat it anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what 25 guy. looks like. Yeah. Well, One more against big pepper. Going back to your writing, like, what is your creative process? Like, do you just sit down and, like, word vomit? Or do you have, like, an outline first? Like, when you, like, go and you start writing a script, like, what's the first thing you do? Um, the first thing that I, well, when I sit down and do a lot of this, I'm someone that is, I don't even, I, honestly, God, I don't know how I've been able to write anything, honestly, because I, I'm, I kind of sit down and I, it goes all in my head with like, what are the, like, okay, so here's a, here's a good example. I'm, I'm word vomiting right now, but, um. Uh, I had to write a, I had like to write a one act play in a month um, for a festival. And um, I kind of knew that I wanted it to start one thing and one, one place and then everywhere else, everything else was little tiny spots in my head. And I would be able to like word vomit onto a page, tons of, of stuff when I got, once I got to one of those points, but then it would take days on day, days on end to get to the next one. So is there a process? No, is the, 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 long, <laughs> the long way of saying that. Um, well, yeah, you come up with like the beginning and the end first and then yeah. everything else just kind of comes together. Yeah. You just black out in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up and you're like, it's done. And you have like pages all over you and you're like, shaking a little bit yeah <laughs> uh one thing that i know is helpful to me is if i either if either i draw a character if if it's an animated thing i'll draw it out or i know an, an actor that i want to play it when i write it so if i'm like i want i want matt damon to do this part or something like that i can write all right, just goodwill hunting again. But you know, it's that kind of thing is really helpful to me. Are you and Ryan gonna write the next Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping we he'll I'm not sure if I'm Ben Affleck or he's Ben Affleck. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think any of you should be Ben Affleck. <laughs> no one should be Ben Affleck. <laughs> we're so, gonna write yeah, we're gonna write the new uh, the new Goodwill Hunting and it's gonna call uh, I guess it's just called straight white kid. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned earlier that you have um, this script that's animated about monsters. Can't get too much into it, but how about you tell us about the process of how you got involved with this production company? Okay, great. Yeah, I, I can tell you that because uh, this is something that I I actually do feel very passionate about that people aren't being taught. Um, I think when it comes to like getting your stuff made, um, and kind of put into a position where people will help you out making it, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's big, not only, you know, like I didn't go to preface this, I didn't go to any kind of writing program. I was kicked out of an acting school. That's, that's, <laughs> those are my laurels. Yeah. Um, 
but um, I knew people that wanted to get, because I took classes and uh, my family is an acting family and I'd work with people. And I, I kind of knew people that wanted to write, but I knew that they, they didn't really have the effort in them or like <laughs> they didn't know where to start. So I had an idea and I went to them and I said, hey, you are with, you're with a place, you're with an acting company, you're with an acting agency right now. They also probably have a literary department. Um, and if you're with them and I show you, you know, we work on this together, you can take it to them and they might be willing to represent it because your name is on it. Um, Ooh, and so yeah. that's kind of, you know, it's kind of, it feels a little scammy, but that's how this kind of, that's how these things get taken up and up and up. So yeah, I, we, you know. we worked together with this and he took it to his literary, his agency. And they were like, okay, cool. You guys wrote this thing. If, you know, if it's good, it will kind of consider it. And I guess they thought it was good. Um, or they just wanted something about monsters. Uh, <laughs> Trust me, they thought it was good if they took it. Mm -hmm. Monsters um, is a popular writing subject. <laughs> so they they took it and then, uh, you know, weirdly, like, first of all, this is this has been going on for about a year and a half now. So and and most of that has been waiting. Um, yeah. So it was. The, nothing happened for a bit. They were holding on to it. And then I made a pitch deck for it. Um, and I sent that to them. They didn't like it. <laughs> and then they were kind of like, hey, can you get it? Can you stop bugging us? And it turned into, I'll stop bugging you if you send it to places. <laughs> and then they were like, fine, that's worth it. Um, and they sent it out. And it ended up in the hands of this um, this uh, animation company that has they've worked on some stuff. They do mostly action. I think I could tell you it's it's called Powerhouse Productions. Um, they did. Um, if anybody watches uh, Castlevania on oh, yeah. Netflix, uh, snap. that's something they made. That's um, really impressive, actually. Yeah, it's it's awesome. very it's they're very cool. They're very very cool. I'm still wondering what they're doing with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh but that's um, awesome so you, are you just now you're just this is the waiting process you're just what happens what i'm currently in right now is i so i made that pitch deck i uh i they said hey that's we don't want that do it again so i made it again they said hey all that stuff that you did we don't like that either let us <laughs> let us make it so i waited and then they made it and now we're kind of in a stage where we're like okay we kind of both like this. Let's get a logo and um, let's have someone draw a logo and then we can uh, send it out to people like try and get pitch meetings. And it very it, it may very well be that we spend a year and a half working on something that nobody is interested in. No. <laughs> but it's but that hope though, like mm -hmm. you're further along than most people now, our age at least, trying to get something made. That's so exciting. Yeah, and that's very, the risk it, of it too. It's, you know? it's very exciting. And I, it's, it's, but I, again, like you can, I think a lot of people can do something like this. I'm acting like I'm some kind of motivational coach, 
um, which I, I really should not be. <laughs> um, I like it though, because uh, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed pretty much what you did was you teamed up with somebody who had kind of the clout to get like a little bit further. Mm -hmm. But you're like, you put in just as much work, if not yeah. more, because you keep making these goddamn pitch decks. Yeah. yeah and you made yeah. the initiative, like, you know, you, you pushed your way through and you got a meeting. I mean, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's the kind of thing where like, I think every writer right now should be taking some kind of acting class because I think that's where you can, or like a directing class or something like that, because you meet people in there that are looking for material. And you know, actors are actors are so sad all the time. They will all <laughs> if you if you say you're a writer, they will they you'll be the most popular person in in the class. They it's will, true, and uh -huh. also just like writing dialogue. You know, sometimes it's just great to know how it is to speak it, how to you know, yeah. how to act. It's and actually yeah. our school, I don't know if they still offer it used to be mandatory for us to take a acting class and then I think they it was so unpopular with the writers <laughs> which I'm I sure. yeah which but it was wasn't it wasn't because like of what our input was it was already like phased out by the time me and Zoe entered the program oh yeah so that's why I'm very open to that idea yeah and I think it's important like you were saying but you know a lot of writers in our class don't want to act and they're yeah. shy and yeah so that makes <laughs> yeah I, it makes it makes a lot of sense and it, it's also you're not going to get anything by going to an acting class full of writers. That's true too. <laughs> Just <laughs> all learn how to be awkward around each other. Course. Like I, I do think there's some, there's merit to being kind of like humble and being like, Hey, I will, I'm going to go do this acting class. I'm going to be the worst one in it. That's fine. I'm here purely to learn how some words sound coming out of my mouth and to meet some actors that maybe can help me out a little bit because they're looking for help themselves. Making connections, it's so true. Well, you know. once the world reopens, I am 100% gonna follow through with this. How do you feel about virtual acting classes? <laughs> I mean, I kind of have to be okay with it because I'm, I'm about to start teaching one, actually. <laughs> oh, wait, that's like, awesome. very good, please pay me. <laughs> wait, where are you teaching? I'm teaching, um, I'm like a guest teacher. It's not anything fancy, but it's it's actually a friend of mine's um, mom runs a acting class theater co uh, company in West Virginia. Whoa. Um, and so I, uh, they were like, we can get this this fancy New York actor to come in and and, and teach. And it's and no, you are they, a fancy New York actor. <laughs> they do me. I'm making them sound like they're they're silly when they're being very kind, and I'm the silly one <laughs> for being self-deprecating. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm going in. It's mostly to teach people how to act over Zoom, which is um, almost impossible. Like it's it's not fun. Um, you kind of have to, if you want a little tip to see what I'm going to be teaching people, um, you have to imagine, you have to kind of go back to monologue work and, um, and pick two points on the wall. Um, and you have to be memorized. And then when you're talking to a, you're ha you have a scene, I'm going to be talking to someone like this. And that, this is the only way that zoom acting looks kind of okay. Oh, that's horrifying. Uh-huh. So like and you're like 
like with your boxes like you're basically looking at yeah you have two people in boxes you figure out what side they're going to be on and then you have to act to that side that's horrible <laughs> it, it's so Sorry. it's so not fun wow um, yeah i well, did a yeah i did a, a this camel this like king arthur thing we did a, a play of it that was over zoom and that's we spent two months learning just to do that oh my god it was, it was so it's miserable oh my it's, god and you're not getting that like energy either no no you yeah, don't like, see you don't see anybody that's the other thing yeah. is that you're looking at a wall performing oh <laughs> and it's like your bedroom wall you know it's like, yeah so you know i've got all my all my my pictures of my posters of jane fonda <laughs> Oh, oh, there's just a big you have a life-size cutout of Jane Fonda like in the corner <laughs> <laughs> it's a big poster of Jane Fonda but it's got Ryan's head photoshopped on. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> mm -hmm. now you know what we're really doing over on well, my channel like zoom classes like that too it just it sucks like um, you know yeah. trying to pitch a project in your room like in your pajamas with like 20 people on the other end it sucks it just <laughs> It's, no, it, it's, I, it's, yeah, of course. I can't imagine what you guys are doing right now. But you really people. can, because I think having to act over Zoom and having to pitch something over Zoom is their performances in the same. So yeah. I think any writer, again, could probably benefit from taking this how to act over Zoom class. What is the name of it? Give us a, give us a site to check it out. I'm not sure if there's an, I, I, Honest to God, I have so little information. It's it's scary how this is this is people's like education, and I have no. I just know the days that I'm maybe doing it. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll follow up and post it on the website later. We'll fix it. In yeah, yeah, let us know. Let doing. us know. I'll let you guys know if anybody wants to take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've got you've you've listened to everything I'm going to be teaching already on this, so. Right? It's like you gave it away. The whole master class is canceled. Yeah. Is it like a, like little kids or is it like high schoolers? So they've told me that it's like high school and then at the same time it will also be like mid to late 40s. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, a joke. Better, better keep those chat rooms safe. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and me right in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of the Young, Willing, Eager episode that you heard? Oh, I was, first of all, I'm a huge fan is the big thing. And your theme song has been stuck in my head for two fucking months. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the composer, Dominic Mustacato. Oh, Dom, you are a genius because I sit here and I'm just like, <laughs> Wait, Dom's probably in the bag. <laughs> I know he's this. Dom's my boyfriend. Um, Dom. Yeah, he's probably not dressed. It is only noon on a Sunday. You're also wearing a headset, so there's no way he would hear. Yeah, <laughs> no. he just knows when he's being complimented. It's just like a, it's like a... pass. I'll, I will relay the message. It really means a lot to him. Yeah, he's a music teacher and so talented that I want him to like compose every project I'm on absolutely but well, I want to share the wealth too you know so yeah he, he's, definitely whatever he's did he's great but uh this episode I really did I really did like it was with Paul the Ghost right this is yes. the steampunk yep. 
I was forgetting what the, the um, was it like, are, do we want to talk about what happened in there? I didn't know what the exact word of your kind of quote that you started with was. What or was is that, that like, is that like a later one? That's like much earlier, right? I'm trying to remember the sentence in this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was like, are you thirsty? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was that at all. <laughs> I'm just was, saying words now. Um, um, I, oh, you know, wow. we'll we'll edit it in. We'll take we'll take you saying yeah. it in the first one and impose it over this one. Yeah, we'll have like a robot saying it in the middle of this. <laughs> um, but uh, I really did like it because it was like steampunk apocalypse future with a uh, with a sickness, right? And then they summon a ghost and to help them out like with the cure isn't that yeah. kind of where we landed yeah that is i when i was listening to it and you know tell me if you tell me you could just say you hate this idea but i kind of what i liked that you guys kind of touched on was that it was kids and they were trying to summon like tupac or someone famous from the past yeah. they, yep. get this, they get this lame scientist guy and it kind of made me want it to be that he it, he does have the cure for this sickness that's taking over everybody, but the kids are entirely interested in him for Instagram clout. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, look at our friend Paul, man. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> and he, he's just, it feels, it's kind of like a Billy and Mandy meets uh, Big Mouth kind of oh, vibe. Yeah. Oh. Wow, what a like comparison. I never thought I'd hear those two in a sentence. That works. I like that. It really that. does though. And I, you know, I, I thought it would be kind of really, it would be really funny to have like these kids with this ghost. And he's like, we need to solve the pandemic or something like, or I, I don't know why he's I like that. back to the future. I, I thought that he would sound like he would be like a dorky, like lanky, like like middle-aged man. But I like yeah. that he's like a Back to the Future super old. Like you have no idea how old he is. You know, he's just old <laughs> with like white hair. And so I, I think he's still. I think he could still totally be like a, a lame guy that they like is stuck kind of haunting these kids that have that really want nothing to do with saving him <laughs> or like saving the world i don't know i thought it was a really i really liked the steampunk vibe i think i think steampunk is like hilarious so funny <laughs> <laughs> like the idea that we would go into the future and it gets like more into the past <laughs> really makes me laugh right right <laughs> I always I mean, I thought just, that steampunk was the past. Like, I was always so confused on what steampunk was. I think was. it kind of is. Yeah. You know. Steampunk kind of is the past, but then if you look at, like, Our Mortal Engines, um, mm -hmm. that yeah. really bad movie, but, like, was based on a good book. I wanted to watch that. That was, like, the Lord of the Rings guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Lord which Hoth. is why I was sad it was bad, but it was. Mm -hmm. um, it it happened because like the world was destroyed that they're on these like giant tanks societies sure. so it's it's like for me it could go either way like where we destroyed and deplete our resources that were almost sent to the past like the yeah. industrial age it makes sense i mean like it, it does make sense and i'm such a hypocrite because I, I you know i play like the fallout games and that whole thing is like the future but it's the 1960s you know so 
you know, I can see it. I can see it all working and making sense. I just, I like it the- It makes I, no sense, don't lie to us. <laughs> no, I love the people who cosplay as steampunk people is so funny to me. Like with the goggles <laughs> and like the guns and stuff. I don't know. It's great. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I want the gun to have goggles. Have what? what? Have goggles. <laughs> the gun has goggles. The actual gun has goggles on it. <laughs> right. Oh, like I'm every item in the universe needs goggles now. <laughs> Wait, like, what if it's a gun that has rats in it that are infected with the plague? <laughs> I don't know. Very what? steampunk. <laughs> and, they, and the rats each have goggles? <laughs> I wonder who creates... so high! And then they, like, get on your face and then you die. Well, you die in a couple days. It's, like, not, a, not a fast acting. <laughs> Oh man. That's kind of not a good idea then, because he could probably yeah. just shoot you regularly then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just shoot a gun. But this is like if you really want them to die like a really painful, slow death. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So what are you watching right now? Uh what am I watching right now? Um I just watched I mean, besides Octopus Teacher. Um Of course. What I what I just watched, which I I can, I have to recommend to everybody is a uh, love fraud. Have you guys heard about this? I've heard of it. It's insane. Like I know like the basic story to it, but I, it's, it's four episodes on Showtime. It is so batshit insane. What this guy? It's like so. This story. It's a team. It's a team of like middle-aged widowed single women that are all joining together with a bounty hunter to track down this guy who has robbed them by like dating them and then stealing their credit card information. Wasn't one of them, not to give anything away, but one of the women wanted to, she, that was like Oklahoma and she wanted to open yeah. a restaurant, like a seafood restaurant. Like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, she leaves She leaves her husband with this guy, steals everything out of her husband's bank account, goes and opens a seafood restaurant in like Oklahoma or someplace. Where there's no and, body of water. <laughs> uh-huh. And then this guy steals all the money from the seafood restaurant. It's crazy. Yeah, I need to watch that. And it's all true. It's like, it's a documentary. It's all like real. I <laughs> am mind blown for two reasons. First of all, that's always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. How people um, can be in such denial about someone's intentions because they're in love and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they've met them or not, right? A. B, I am writing a comedy pilot that this is essentially like the premise of the first episode. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta watch this. You Thank absolutely you. should. It's really, really, and then the best part, right? I don't want to spoil stuff, but they, t- they get the guy to come sit down for an interview at the end of it. Oh Why God. do they always agree to do it too? It's like it's on catfish. They like, like to talk about themselves. It's like insane. He's, he is. I've never seen anyone like this guy. Like the people talk about Tiger King and all that stuff. This guy is. I don't even know what I watched when he when you sit down and watch him in the last episode because it is so spectacular. It's I I cannot recommend the show. No, my Tiger King is that's overrated. Yeah. And in any way, 
<laughs> oh, Victoria, you don't agree? And then she's like, No, I'm no, I'm just like mind blown because like I've been trying to do like I've been watching a lot of catfish to research for my show. No yeah. one has mentioned love fraud. I did watch um the documentary Don't Fuck with Cats. I was too scared to watch it. Don't I was watch too, it. You love really cats. Uh-huh. I was too scared to watch it. Yeah. It's, no, I, it's, it's not a feel good until like the very end and even at the end. Even like, that, yeah. <laughs> at what cost, <laughs> you know? Very entertaining, but yeah. I love Tiger King though. It was bad shit. Yeah. Um, but now that it's like- but She's a murderer and she's on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, she's like that's- dancing and wiggling her ass. She's, she's not the first murderer to be on Dancing with the Stars, okay? <laughs> okay, true. But that doesn't mean we need to have more. <laughs> we want it to continue the trend. <laughs> like she's- like eye of the tiger are you serious i couldn't like are we what world are that's we the other thing i'm watching right now i'm watching dancing with the stars <laughs> is she good no she, she's not good she's not good but she's she's better than you think she'd be wait are you actually watching it i've watched i've watched both of her dances that, wait, did you see Chriselle's? do you know Chriselle on the show is she the one from uh the cheer or something or other She's from uh, Selling Sunset, that her husband was Justin Hartley. Oh, oh, yeah. Everybody keeps telling me to watch that show, and I, I have no interest in watching it. But I, Yeah, it I doesn't sure. seem like your kind of show, but yeah. it is great, Selling Sunset. Uh, I have not watched, I haven't watched everybody. I only watch the bad dances. That's what I'm interested in. That's true. So that's Tiger King chick. <laughs> But they they went to her like old house to investigate. Like they brought like cadaver dogs and stuff. So they yeah, they're not gonna find that body. She's too good. (laughs) (laughs) She's too good at it. She's she's a genius. Is she? (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, on that note, thank you. I feel like it's a good time before we like are like get out of here. Go watch your Tiger King. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Tell us. Just last minute, tell everybody who's listening where they can find you on like social media and the podcast. Cool. Uh, great. Uh, well, you can find me uh, on Instagram. I'm. Uh, you can follow me on at Ephraim underscore burning because I thought I was clever when I was like 18. Um, <laughs> you know, you could change it. Uh, hey, no, it's I good. It is no, good. it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can follow, if you follow anything you try, it would be great if you followed Bellhop either on YouTube, uh, it's Bellhop Productions or, um, or on Instagram, Bellhop Productions on Instagram. It's, we're a little pink circle with a blue and yellow BP. That's how you'll see, you'll know it's us. Um, but like where else to follow me? I don't know. I, I don't have, I don't have a website or anything like that. I'm just a, just follow me on the streets of New York, man. <laughs> oh, you're going to get a stalker now. <laughs> it's like, follow me, literally, <laughs> physically. Well, thank you so much, Efro. Yeah. So nice oh, thank you guys for having me. welcome and you know please guys check out what he's doing he is downplaying it but he's doing a great job during uh this economy in this economy yep (laughs) free again i keep doing like gestures that no one is going to see (laughs) he's waving his hands wildly